0: This week on the Push Oaks podcast, we talk about why everyone, including you personal trainers, probably need a coach for either fitness, nutrition, or business. Also, Dr. Michael Mosley's back. Eight, two, and one. Uh, what's Mr. 5-2 said this time? Hey guys, welcome to the Push4Legs podcast with myself, Damiq,
1: and me, Tom What's going on, bud? Not a lot, mate. Last day in isolation today. Getting going out tomorrow, thank God. Jeez, it's been a spin. nightmare. So, tested test negative on lateral flow, so I'm out.
0: <laughs> so bad, everybody. It's yeah, not rules I, over I, here. That's not the rules <laughs> over here. It's just seven days, but um, I'm getting out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally, literally forgot that Dan was in uh, quarantine. <laughs> no it's just, just like how's your no, week no. oh yeah of course uh, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: it's yeah. been uh, it's not been good but um but yeah no because Laura tested positive me and Isabel didn't so we're only close contacts mm. so our quarantine is seven days hers is 10 um we both did off uh lateral flow test today and we're both negative so Isabel's going yeah. out to school tomorrow I'm taking her
0: Laura's still got to technically stay in so that's crazy because uh, because when I was a close contact I tested positive on the eighth day. Oh really? oh really yeah crazy. <laughs> crazy right so crazy. Uh, oh, those yeah. rules awesome. obviously i didn't have any symptoms so it would have been like oh i would have been out there super spreading oh uh,
1: yeah yeah super spreader well i reckon i got
0: it before laura i reckon i had it before I'm Yeah, convinced of it the socialite yeah. that you are i would expect so yeah
1: no oh, that's it isn't it you know me
0: that uh, is pretty much... If anybody wants to know what Dan's been doing, he's just been showing up at every kind of uh, mainstream party going. Just in yeah, just...
1: rented Lamborghini. That's my, that's yeah. my vibe. I'm
0: oh, yeah, thing. yeah. I saw it. You, you, you've you been hitting with ads at the moment, haven't you? With uh, <laughs> yeah, right. buying, buying your Lamborghini.
1: 150 grand Lamborghini. Who's fucking... Who's buying that on Instagram? Do you know what I mean? Who's going on an advert on Instagram? Like, <laughs> you know what? I do fancy that, actually. Now you mention it. Like, unless that's just a buy, I don't know. Like, just... But it's really different over here. Like, I think it's interesting because I think I was saying this to someone the other day. They were like, oh, I watched that program with BBC about Dubai. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Because that's exactly what we're all like. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's that whole, like, in this estate we're on, it's no different than any estate, like, in like the UK. If you're in, like, a well-to-do area in the UK, you know, decent estate, there's, like, you know, the, um, you know, like, traditional sort of 4 by 4s SUVs, there's Range Rovers, there's, you know, like top of the range sort of cars, as it were. Chelsea but tractor. no, there's no like, yeah, there's no like Lamborghinis on this estate, you know what I mean? Like there's no like, this just doesn't happen. Like there's, I think I've seen one Ferrari.
0: I've seen a couple of Porsches,
1: but again, like you see Porsches in the UK, it's not that
0: like. That yeah, I've got, to, I've got to admit, like um, if <laughs> I live quite, I live two blocks away from Hamilton Terrace. And um, the houses there are insane. And then it's just that is literally just lines of like, it's like Maybachs, Range Rovers, Porsches, Ferraris, and just anyway. If anyone who's a yeah. car thief who's listened to this, Hamilton Terrace, I live close to it. I'm not to tell you the road I live on, but yeah. Um- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, bunkers.
1: But yeah, that's the thing, is it's just like I think it's just people, you know. Oh yeah, it's to, to buy lifestyle. It's just like it's just it's uh, on the estate we're on, it's just so normal. It's just normal people, yeah. normal things, like, yeah, they're nice cars, but there's nothing like there's also like we've got this little shitty Mazda Six thing, but there's also a lot of those sorts of cars, a lot of like Mitsubishi outlanders, a lot of like just normal cars. Like it's just funny. The perception of it all, I think, is is hilarious. And it's just like London, like say if you go to the right parts of London, you go to Chelsea, it's just you know ridiculous cars
0: and flash it's mainly people nice. yeah it's mainly knights mm. knights bridge if anybody wants to go car hunting go to knights bridge and yeah just walk up and down one of those high streets and you will see loads um mm. basically yeah absolutely insane anywhere around there and uh, yeah they're all gross so <laughs> I, yeah. I can't stand some of those i'm just like oh
1: it's really bad, isn't it? It's is literally
0: know, I... just to say that you've got one. It's it's not practical. It's not useful. weird, like, isn't we, it? Yeah. We saw,
1: I saw someone the other day at the uh, Isabel School. They got they're dropping their kids off in a Ferrari, and you're just like, mate, that's not practical. Like, just bring the other car. Like you're doing. <laughs> <a car." laughs> and it's like one of those things where I do think sometimes to myself, you're only doing that to show you've got a Ferrari. Because if you were that minted, you'd know that you'd be like, I'm not going to bother because it's just going to. What's the point? I'm taking kids to school. I just just get a normal car like you wouldn't need to show it off. But that's, you know? that's, like the, that's, that's your only car. So you have to drive it. <laughs>
0: that's the thing. Like, so uh, one of my clients he was speaking to, so he's, he's fortunate enough to be he'd, uh, like one of his, his boyhood dreams was to own like a classic Porsche. Um, and uh, he's like pretty, he, he's done well for himself. He's an accountant and he's uh, one of his things. He, he went and bought that like 60 grand kind of classic Porsche from like the mid nineties uh this year yeah. really lovely but literally he's not bought it as an investment but it, it gets stored in like a private garage so they like this. So said they might like it they kind of look after it like keep it ticking over all that kind of stuff you have to you literally have to tell the garage the day before if you want to drive your car pretty weird i didn't realize that was a thing until he told me um but he was telling me that this garage yeah so this the lad who runs this garage pretty strange job but obviously pretty cool as well i feel like if you're into cars so he obviously gets given all of these cars and this is this is the super like rich people who'd like this they'll buy like a special whatever 300 grand car but they won't want to put any mileage on it at all they only that's when the people are like all right that's that's their special thing He, he got like one of the lads uh it was it was some sort of some sort of Ferrari. There's only like about three or four of them, like five hundred grand thing. He he wanted it into the south of France, so he paid the guy who owns the garage, hook it up on uh, his truck, drive the truck with the Ferrari all the way down to like Saint Moritz or something like that. Give him put him up in the hotel for the week, so he can just drive his car in the south of France, because obviously he doesn't want to drive the car all the way down to there because it will add too much mileage onto on it, and then uh, put it back and then drive it all the way back on the truck. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. I was like, that's mad. Uh, that's when you, you that's when you know you've got too much money. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna drive, you can drive my car on a truck all the way to where I'll be, so I can drive my car. <laughs> 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 Just make one! Just make one. I don't get it. Uh <laughs> Like, honestly, anyway. that, is, that, is mu- that
1: is too much that is too much that is you're crazy. too rich
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right um the title of this uh, show i've already written the title um that doesn't normally happen because we've already decided what we're going to talk about um normally what happens is the title gets fought out throughout um the show or at the end when i realise what we've decided to spend most time on um, and they're pretty gem- pretty random, aren't they? Titles to be fair, um, or yes. there's something that I it's usually something that I find funny um, more than anything else. So it's just catering to the audience of one. So everyone needs a coach, is what we're going to talk about, um, mm. Daniel. And we'll talk about fitness and business, and um, because it was briefly what we were talking about previously, but off air, as we like to say. But you wanted to just uh, before. Should we hit that first, or we should we discuss Michael Mosley second first? Um, do that first. We can do Michael Mosley at the end. There's a stupid things on the internet. Ooh, bring that back, Jesus. Okay. I have, and also if uh, people were excited about the off menu, off fitness, I have written what we, we will discuss. So we need to get some guests on for that. I feel like that'd be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We can recycle the old ones. Give us a shout if you need a guest. Uh, <laughs> who should we get on first? Just Mike. There we go. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna suck on for a while. Um, that'd be interesting. And then, but um, I'm well, obviously I'm gonna come out and play golf with Dan. I might then have to play with uh, Mike or Suck?
1: Yeah, you can play with Suck. after, to be fair, I think so. Hopefully, me and Suck, hopefully, gonna try and play
0: every week. So you'll have to join in our weekly, weekly Tuesday game. A weekly one. That'd be nice. Mm, that'd be good. A bit I better, a bit. I better actually practice a little bit vaguely. I won't have my new driver by then. That's the only unfortunate thing. So you'll you'll rein me back in in terms of distance. We'll see. We'll see. see. (laughs) Right, mate. Um, Everyone needs a coach. What are we talking about, Daniel?
1: Yeah, no, just an interesting one. That obviously, like, I think this this last week, I think it's been last week, maybe ten days. I've had. I was just saying, off air, weren't we? I've had three PTs sign up with me for coaching, and I just think it's really fascinating that the second PTs get a little bit busier the first thing that drops is their own training like i remember when we were in third space you know we mean you were sort of more accountable to each other we were like oh we're going to train at this time on the afternoons or whatever and then as we got busier it stopped a little bit and i realize now it's yeah. because we were busier it's not because of anything it's because you realize actually i can see that client then i'll move my training you are then a bit tired in the evening you can't bother to go you don't go or you know skip the morning whatever it is um i think it's really important that as PTs like people understand that you're going to need a coach at some point once you hit a certain number of clients because you will not you will not train optimally as intently you will program yourself poorly you will not do what you should be doing you'll do what you want to be doing um all the stuff you tell your clients not to do you'll be doing um it's what happens it's inevitable and like i said all the three pts that i had reached out to me all said the very same thing. It was when they go to the gym, they just do what they like to do, which isn't making them any better. It's not, you know, changing their physique in any way, shape or form. They've got no accountability for their diet. They're sort of run down. They're feeling tired, low on energy. So they just reach for foods that they know they really shouldn't, you know, all this sort of stuff. And it's normal. Like PTs are not immune to this. Like trainers, coaches are not immune to it. And I think even the best coaches that I know have coaches themselves. They have people that they use to guide them. In whatever it is, whatever their focus is in that time, whether it's business, their own physique, their own whatever, like straight away, again, I've, we've talked about this so many times before, but it's also why when I wanted to play golf, I was like, I'm going to go for lessons. There's no point in me starting fucking around. i just go for lessons straight away. Straight away, I know what I'm working on. And I'm convinced it's going to really help me. Like I've already like want to get out playing now, and I've been practicing stupid shit in the garden because I know what I should be focused on. Whereas if I was just watching crappy YouTube videos, I wouldn't be doing that because I wouldn't know if it's right or not. No. So it's just those things where I think it's sometimes PTs. I think, I don't know if it's that they feel like they, they, they should know what to do or that they, they feel like they should be able to do it themselves. But it's like, yeah, but literally your job, like literally what you do for a living and you need to show people that you believe in that right you need to say well look I believe in the value in, in having a coach and having someone guide me through these things um and I just think it's it's really valuable for a PT because you also stay on your toes as well in terms of what you should and shouldn't be doing or what you know things to work on with clients and stuff um and yeah I just thought it was interesting at the start of the year you know most people think it's just general pop oh I've got getting get in shape this year and it's like actually some PTs kind of go actually I've slipped down the pecking order and priorities and I need to I need to kind of sort my own training out and, and like I say, don't have that stress of worrying about it and thinking about it. Cause that's what it does. It just stresses you out and worries you. And then yeah. you start thinking, oh, I'm a bit of an imposter because I'm not really doing any training myself. So I'm a <laughs> shit PT. And like, we all, we've all, we've all been there. We've all thought that we've all had those, those experiences. Um, so yeah, I just, I just thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, it is totally. Uh, we've all, we've all had that in the, in the case. And um, I luckily, cause I've got a kind of a backlog of uh, programs that are available. Um, I decided to follow my own programming, which is uh, reaped its own benefits or rewards (laughs) because I was like, I'm just going to be accountable to myself. I've just um, gone through that. So it's absolutely fine. But it was more of a case of because I'm writing stuff, I'm testing basically ever anything I publish. I will probably test out on myself before. So it's got kind of at least like uh, my, I don't know. Seal of approval on it in terms of like, oh, that works. That doesn't work. That works. That doesn't work. Because there's a lot of I'm I'm assuming there's a hell of a lot of coaches out there that will program without knowing kind of the pairings, triplets, and how stuff mm. is moving in practicality compared to theory. Um, which is yeah, this is a big big thing. Well, and not not knocking online coaching, but yeah, it will be practically practically based. So. Is uh comes to fruition, but yeah, like you said, um, you've taken on some clients, but you also had the message of uh, some people were like, Are you taking on clients? and then, um, I'm the same as well, yeah, of course. If anybody wants online programming in terms of that, um, both myself and Dan are taking on clients, so it's absolutely fine. If you want your training and nutrition sorted out, crack on, yeah. I think, what, I think that
1: people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's—I don't know if it's people assume that you're busy, or assume that you're full, or assume—I don't—I yeah. don't know. Like again, I think I do it. If I follow anyone that I think is half decent, I assume that. Assume, yeah, correct, like, cool. exactly the same, yeah. Um, but. and so you know, you kind of have to reach out and ask and and and, and make that point. Like I I had again two people reach out to, separate to the PTs. You know, hi, oh, I'm just wondering if you've got any spaces available, like, and it's like, yeah, like I have, like it, I don't know. I just think it's maybe it's because some people really make a big song and a dance about being full or. Or whatever yeah, but maybe. I think again it's it's one of those where the, the more efficient you work the more people you can work with and stuff like that and, and I just think for me I don't really cap my numbers I know the number of max number of people I want to work with and things like that but I also then know how to then sort of manually kind of cap that because i will stop doing certain things or I'll start doing certain yeah. things, stuff that you probably wouldn't even notice but I kind of stopped doing it or, or whatever and you know, I just I just find it odd that people announce that they're full. And it's like, and then three weeks, three weeks <laughs> then later, they later, clients yeah. again. And I'm like, well, you're not full. Somebody like, dropped no, up. you're only full if you're like, for me, I'd say I'm full. If I was actively trying to get rid of clients, if I was trying to go from, say, 50 to 30, I'd say I'm full because I want those people to kind of go for it, you know, out the door. But you're going to see a turnover each month of people anyway. So you saying you're full means that you're going to have a four, six week period of no one reaching out to you. And then yeah. you're going to have two or three job off, let's say. And it's like, well, then you're not full anymore. And it's, I just find it funny. I think people try and do it as a, whether it's a marketing ploy or what, I don't know. But I don't think many PTs, other than in-person PTs are really, really that full. Like I know some online coaches who are completely full, um, but they're working every hour of God sends. But then <laughs> yeah. there's also an element to it where it's like, okay, yeah, but if you rang them and you spoke to them at a consultation, they'd say to you, okay, well, give me two weeks. And then there'll probably be a space or three weeks, you know, like, don't announce to the world that you're not taking a lot. I just, I just find it odd. I don't, I've just not done it recently. I've just not, I think it was a time previously I did create like a waiting list, but it just didn't really work very well. And, and again, like I yeah. said, I was ringing these people up again after three weeks of them, of them reaching out. And I was like, what's the point of this? I might as well just, there's going to be a crossover a couple of weeks so I might have a few more extra clients, big whoop, Like, yeah, again, if you're efficient in what you do, you, you have that time. The only time you can't do it is if you're in person PT and literally you run out of hours in the day, you're like, <laughs> then you're in stuff.
0: <laughs> Then you're like, like oh, then maybe month, I need to pivot. No, then you are
1: yeah. full, yeah. But um, I just I just think it's, 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 I think it's also nice that people assume that you're full because obviously they think highly of you, right? But you're doing a good job. Uh, yeah, that's
0: the thing, right? So yeah, yeah there we good. go. We can be crystal clear on here. We both would take on people. If you want to reach out, do that. Absolutely fine. So <laughs> plus also as well, just a, just a little one, right? If you're an online coach,
1: you're a PT, right? And you genuinely are full and you genuinely feel like you can't take on any more people. It's time to put your prices up. So then you, what you do is you don't announce you're full. You just still have people ring you. You still have sales calls or whatever you need to do. You just then charge more money. And then what you'll find is your sales call success rate starts going down a little bit initially, because it will do. Um, and then you start filling up your client books of people that are paying you a bit more money. And then all of a sudden, if you've got a capacity for 40 people, you start having ten of those paying you more money. The ones that then leave are the ones that are on the lower price. The ones that come in on the higher price. There'll be a crossover period again of a few hundred, yeah. a few hundred, few sort of tens of clients that maybe means you go from forty to fifty for a couple of months. But again, deal with it. It's a good problem to have, and it will naturally then go down again. Do you know, so it's always a good sign um, if you're in that position. But um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's I, I get it. It's January as well. Not people. Not many people are like you know, buzzing to, to start right this second. I think it's, was it Blue Monday yesterday? Someone was, I saw some post about exactly. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, look, I, I think I, it's I, one of those where you just have to have to ask, that. I get that you have to ask the question, but always assume, always assume that we're... That's we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, interesting, in that
0: yeah. Because, yeah, um, yeah I, I think I just concur for looking, let, letting somebody else, um, we've, me and you have both had coaches and um, both uh, you more so than in terms of business coaches, but guiding you about, what you're going to be doing and what you want to get better at, right? So that's the whole kind of point. Um, and you not having maybe the time that you're working in your business, instead sort of on your business, and then you kind of like flip that around. You're like, yeah, take a step back. Um, but it's, especially with the training, nutrition, Nutrition, not so much. I feel like PTs generally have a good handle. Maybe obviously normal clients don't. Um, that's the thing. Mm. But the the training stuff does go out the window. But it does. The accountability is ma- massive. So uh, my most successful time was when I was most successful time. My best shape, let's say, fitness wise, was definitely mm. when I was working under John Clark. I can hands down say so it was like probably five years ago when I was competing in powerlifting, and I had him for about two years. Yes. Yeah. Um, do all my plans and I was so much (laughs) better in terms of everything and put it put it more forward in my day because it was a financial expense all that kind of stuff but but we both we both reached out to coaches doing that kind of stuff because we were too busy yeah correct because we were just Mm -hmm. like all right we we need we need that to be sorted out by something how how much time is that to me in terms of I, I, I can definitely afford that. Um, and then the other thing you said as well, that was, that's a one big thing for anybody I say, who's newly qualifying is go get trained, go partake in something that you're about to sell, um, basically. And it it was a big, no, it's a bugbear of mine. If somebody's going for a personal training for qualification, who's never had coaching before or been in a PT session, um, because it, it does show. And that's just that in itself, um, maybe pre PT and you can go and try and find a coach to be a mentor or all that kind of stuff, um, or just shadow. I know it's a little bit tough. Um, I've certainly been in the fortunate case. I've been asked a few times to see whether people can come and shadow my sessions. Unfortunately, due to the T's and C's for my uh, company, that, that can't happen. Um, but I think it will be great. Um, It's just a shadow. Have a look. They wouldn't. They'd they'd be. I'd have to make sure it was a relatively new client that I've taken on. But so I act in a professional manner. But yeah, that's the only thing. Mm. Saying that, Dan, that's that's news. Um, to everyone, I actually took a new client on in person for the first time in two years. This week. This week. Last week. I know, right? It was weird. <laughs> it was Man. weird. It was quite strange because obviously I don't do it very often. Um, it was just my 8 a. M.s. I basically, I basically, um, this does happen. I got rid of a client. Um, yeah, crazy, right? So I had to leave. They were taking up a premium time of uh, three 8 a.m. slots, and they were too erratic in terms of uh, coming. Basically, I looked throughout the year how many times they had been, in terms of this is reassessing my business. And I was just like, actually I am losing money on, on the time that you're not here. Cause in saying you're, you're basically say I'm away for a week, I'm away for that week. I'm away for a week. Oh, I'm, I won't be here for the end of the week. I'm like, you can't take premium slots anymore. So I took them on three a week, another person. Lovely. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I had to do a little screen, do a little assessment. I felt like so I had remember to, how to do, remember, remember how to do a screen. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sell myself a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. I, it was weird as well because I, I don't, it, the whole selling yourself like cringeworthy, kind of cool and all that kind of stuff, um, I don't do a lot of. And I've always like fallen down on the, uh, my product is good. My product is good. Therefore, it will sell. Hopefully um, mm. that went through because I didn't seem very silly. Um, but yeah. They'd already made up their mind because we had some uh, back and forth about American football. No, like, yes. Oh god! <laughs> Perfect for you then. Um, yeah. What do you think? People like uh, people struggle with um, with the nutrition as well when they have to reach out. What are the big What are the big things?
1: Oh, it's the same stuff that again, same with the training. They just fall into bad habits. They just eat, eat shit they like the taste of too much and don't eat the stuff that they know they should be eating more of It's, it's the same as we're probably the same you know if we were to say all right track your food as of now and don't change it I guarantee we'd be low on protein low on veggies And like realistically if we were to double the amount of that we had we'd be fine we'd be fine yeah. because we'd be fuller we wouldn't need to snack as much we'd, our energies will be our energy levels will be good we're thinking more about it same for most people it's just that what I have, my trouble I've describing to people especially personal trainers is it's easy to maintain a physique doing those things it's hard to attain one. Like to change, you have to change those things. But once you've got your ideal obviously, once you're feeling in a good place, like obviously for me, I've been in isolation now, what, it's been eight days or something like that. I know that I'm not eating optimally. I know I've eaten a bit more shit. I know I've not moved around, but I also know in eight days time I'm doing the opposite, I'll be back to where I was. Like I don't stress about it hugely. Um, but with their nutrition, like say, especially with PTs and stuff like that, it's more just that they fall into, into the same problems that everyone does in the office or whatever. It's just that they can get away with it a bit more because they're usually a bit more active. But then on the flip side of that, they eat more of it because they're like, well, I can get away with it. So they just end up going for quick fixes, convenience food. They don't prep their food. They don't think about their food. They have a sandwich and a packet of crisps for lunch. Again, they can get away with it, eat a lot more. It's not a problem for them. Um, but then it's, that's why they don't see any changes. They kind of stay roughly the same. They're not really trained as hard as they could be. They're not eating quite enough protein. The second that you have a training plan, they train for six weeks in a row, they eat enough protein, they actually eat some vegetables for one meal of the day and think a little bit more about their food intake, they get leaner. It's not a shock to me ever um, because it's, it's a case of, look, they've just got into some, some bad habits like we all do. Um, it is definitely the biggest things that consistently across the board with everyone is quick energy hits. It's the standard thing across the board. Every single person is guilty of it. Every single one of us falls for it. And the biggest problem with it is that the fix is to eat bigger meals that are higher density in terms of like micronutrients, even macronutrients to a certain degree that stop you from doing that. But then we just eat smaller breakfasts, smaller lunches, and then we snack and then we just, oh, I'm going to have a smaller lunch because I snacked at 11 o'clock and a smaller lunch. And then you snack again at three. Oh, the biscuits were just there. No, I just fancy some biscuits where it's just like, actually, if you had proper food and proper meals, you would feel full from breakfast to lunch. Like I did it this morning. I had 200 grams of yogurt with a small handful of raspberries, a bit of honey. Three hours later, obviously I'm hungry. Of course I'm going to be fucking hungry. No, it's hardly anything. It's like, and I know, I'm sat down all day or whatever, but it's the whole thing of, of there is some, some merit to then having a big breakfast, like big bowl of porridge maybe a protein shake with it, maybe I'm two bits of fruit. That's going to see you through a lot longer. And yes, it might be more calories than the one I had, but then I'm not snacking during the day. So my big thing is definitely is quick sugar fixes, quick energy fixes um, that get people through the day. Um, That's it. And and probably as well, because of one of the reasons for that, again, is poor sleep. The second you say to someone, go to bed an hour and a half earlier than you are doing, drink more water, eat more protein, eat more vegetables, it fixes 90% of people. <laughs> like my job, I sometimes feel like, honestly, such a fraud. I'm like, that's all that I'm telling you to do for the first three weeks. And they're like, oh my God, I feel incredible. I feel amazing. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so good, aren't I? Because so, <laughs> you're now going to bed at half nine instead of 11. You're now not flicking you through your phone on TikTok till midnight. You're drinking enough water so your body's actually hydrated. And it's found what vegetables are now. So yeah, you're <laughs> gonna feel better. Like, but we all do it. We all do it. We all fall into touch. We all I have, do to, it. I have to check myself all the time. I'm always doing it. Like, I have to oh me, yeah. Is,
0: I was uh, literally. I it's it's weird because yeah. I guess we have the personality to be like we're not the not too kind of caught up about it. But I knew when I had COVID, I kind of like meh. Kind of let yeah. it go i was like Meh, i can't i can't because i'm one of uh, one of those people if one thing goes it's kind of like ah fuck the rest of it um mm-hmm. I'll, I'll catch up with that in a bit and then since yeah. covid i have actually yeah all those things when you said you would track i have been tracking since the day i had like was uh, out of yeah. covid it's- um so i've actually been okay and yeah because my steps are give or take 15 000 to twenty five thousand a day um yeah in terms of weight it's starting to obviously trickle off it's lovely yeah. feeling better a little bit more awake obviously i've COVID, but like i feel even mm. anything else and then in terms of yeah vegetables because obviously i basically don't track them because it's just like all right i'm just gonna fill my absolute plate but i know yeah. throughout like the last three months that i definitely didn't do that um that the only today was the only day i ate out okay for lunch crazy that's crazy for me Um, and what did i have the the go-to for me in terms of dieting and i only remembered at the last minute i was like oh shit i'm just gonna get a really crap sandwich i'm just like oh awesome Itsu, Itsu is incredible in terms of in terms of calories it's like the little i don't know the gyozas like you get eight of them. They're only about 200 mm-hmm. calories. You can get the vegetable or chicken ones. And then uh, you can get a nice little uh, soup thing. Chicken noodle soup for like 250 mm-hmm. calories as well. Beautiful. I was like, oh, thank God I remembered that. Otherwise, I'd all yeah. like over the place. So.
1: I think one of, the, um, one of the big things for us since the move, I've realised, has been water. It's like I'm really bang on my water now because obviously we, you can't drink the tap water here. Well, you can, I think, but it's not advised. Yeah. So you have, to, you have to order bottled water in every week. So once a week, they come and bring bottled water around. So obviously, you just have to work out in your head, right? Okay, they're one and a half litre bottles. We're going to need at least one each for a week kind of thing. And in the first week, we ordered enough. And we're like, oh, that's enough. And then you can order. So basically, we order like one of these and a small one each for the day and hope that that's kind of roughly enough. And then obviously, a bit extra for Isabel and stuff. But you then, after the first two weeks, we realised, why have we got so much water left over? And I was, sat there, I was like, it's because we're not drinking enough water. And I'm like, come on, like, this is stupid. <laughs> so now it's kind of like, well, I have one of these every day, at least one of these every day. And I have, I'm by yeah. my desk and I fill up my water with it. And so it's much easier to keep tabs of it because you're like, well, shit, like, we know if we've drunk enough or not. and That's the biggest thing for me back home. Was I just then definitely didn't drink enough water. When someone says, "Oh, you know, I didn't drink, don't drink enough," you then the next day drink one pint of water at breakfast. Then that's it, and you forget the the times after that. You don't fill up the, that water bottle. And it's just such basic stuff. Again, like in New Year in January, right? People will try all these fucking stupid diets, stupid shit, and it's just like it's so fucking simple. You just have to drink a bit more, like, <laughs> eat a bit more protein, and drink some, uh, eat some fucking vegetables. It's like fucking uh, yeah. mind
0: blown. But but uh, it's just but you know, yeah so. we're open to give that wondrous guidance if you really want to <laughs> mm.
1: but you do need someone to call you out on it again
0: you do right
1: like, yeah exactly that's the thing that bullshit, man. It's, um, that's the thing but yeah as long as it's Nate, as long as the person calling you out on it isn't Michael Mosley, you'll be alright so, well, <laughs> yeah.
0: let's talk about Michael Mosley then uh, Dan enlightened me um, I've been working <laughs> all day Dan has obviously hasn't he's been online all day um, oh what's uh what's he saying so michael Mosley. i saw this people must mind. know who it is actually i i think i got i i was on another uh podcast with um can't remember his name now um and not another pt podcast and he was talking about the michael Mosley thing but he's released a new a new thing this must be this
1: yeah well i basically i just literally was on my old my uk phone was just i was just Turned it on and on the on the news Apple news section it came up and I was like oh for fuck's sake what's this. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically he found it. He's the guy who founded the five two diet. Basically, he's um, he's revamped it and it's like obviously not fucking revamped at all in any way, shape, or form. The newer version incorporates calorie controlled meals that include no more than five ingredients in each recipe. Brilliant salads, basically. <laughs> um, I still don't understand this guy's fucking diet, right? So you basically have five two. So you have two fasting days. But on the fasting days, you're allowed 500 calories. So they're not fasting days. They're not, are they? Because a fasting day would be no calories. Ridiculous. But anyway, some of the quotes are just mental. Um, Dr. Michael has developed his diet to include a Mediterranean diet on the five days where the person isn't fasting. Brilliant. Um, Today, we have more hard evidence than ever that the 5-2 is one of the best ways to get slim and stay slim, as well as reduce your risk of illness. But this time there's also a clever twist of course you've got to revamp the Yeah, you've got to revamp it if it, was that good, if it was that good it'd be fine the first time yeah. um so but the diet consists of five days where calories aren't counted but you have to stick to mediterranean diet brilliant and then two days where just 500 calories are eaten can you see where people go wrong with this diet can you see where people go wrong do you think on the no. five days where calories are five aren't counted, days that might be an <laughs> issue? definitely isn't encouraging a poor relationship with food is it to go eat what you want for five days and then two days eat 500 calories that sounds smart um but yeah michael dr michael suggested to get the best out of the diet then a low carbohydrate mediterranean style diet could be consumed on all seven days brilliant he explained uh this would include things like more olive oil nuts full fat yogurt oily fish eggs and vegetables well i mean if you're looking to lose weight i wouldn't go mad on those things but whatever um (laughs) <laughs> this makes no sense. This one sentence makes no sense. Is this make sure you fill up on protein and veg on your fasting days. What? It's a fasting what? day. You don't, <laughs> you, don't, you don't fill up on anything. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, so this is the twist. However, to increase weight loss, then two more food groups can be cut out to add to that as well. Guess what? Yeah. All right. To maximise weight loss, the doctor explained that people should cut down on sugary, sugary, tr- sugar, sugary treats, drinks and desserts. Oh, wow. Calories, basically. Which included the likes of most breakfast cereals and smoothies. He also said to minimise or avoid starchy carbs where he meant the white stuff, such as bread, pasta, potatoes and white rice. He suggested that instead of these things, then other items such as bulgur, whole rye, whole grain barley, wild rice and buckwheat can be eaten. Right. Right. What planet do these people live on? Who the fuck is eating buckwheat? (laughs) No No one's eating buckwheat, mate. Don't know how to cook it. Not going to touch it.
0: Is it? uh, I think I know. If if I know what buckwheat is, I think uh, I'm going to be the person eating. Um, It's only because Here's that, isn't it? I think it's been in a soup that I've bought. That doesn't count. That That doesn't count, mate. No, I don't think that counts. And it could be
1: another thing as well. It could be pearl barley. That's also in soup. That's
0: the one. one. That's the one I was like
1: But the point the the thing that I find fascinating here is he's talking here again this is why this is why he knows nothing, right? This is why he knows nothing. Because he says that to make sure you fill up on protein and veg on your fasting days because they're very satiating, right? Potatoes are the most satiating food that you can buy. One of the most satiating carbohydrates you can get. Easy. Top of the scale, like there have been studies on it to show it's the most satiating, right? If you are dieting, eat fucking potato, do it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. So he knows nothing. He just, that's what I mean, is he's just jumping on a trend of like, oh, carbohydrates are bad. But it's like, look, if you're on a 5-2 diet, right? And you've got two days a week, you're fasting. I'm not being funny, but if I get told that I can eat what I want on those five days, I am not foregoing bread, pasta, potatoes, and rice to eat fucking buckwheat or whatever else was, fucking bulgur whole rye no one's doing that mate no one's doing it it's just this whole like it just baffles me that it, people are going from the one extreme to the other so one one minute you can eat whatever you want and you have to track your calories in those five days to now you can't eat sugar bread pasta potatoes white rice well which one is it then which is it is it the fasting days are important or is it this no because it's all crap because ultimately, you're just cutting down on your calories from whatever source they are. And like we just said, right, about the quick fixes of energy, all this sort of stuff, yes, cutting down on sugar, sugary treats, stuff like that is probably wise if you eat fuckloads of them. Get your protein sorted, get your veg sorted, get your carbohydrates sorted from, like, say, potatoes from rice, they're fine. Then you can have some sugary stuff around it just to, just to, because everyone has a craving for it. Everyone likes the taste of stuff, right? Don't rely on it, but you can have a little bit of it. 80, 20, 70, 30, or whatever it is. But it's just like I don't get who's sitting down and going, "Oh, I can't wait to start this diet."
0: Fucking hell. who wants to fucking start that diet? It's not me. Crazy.
1: Why go it's, from such also like all these,
0: these weird, weird fucking things, and then they've got to be like, "All right, I've got to learn. I've got to learn how to cook buckwheat now." I'd be like, "Oh, great, that's gonna add to my anxiety." I don't really know <laughs> what the quantity I'm gonna be using. It's probably I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. Considering like expenses wise, it's probably more expensive than potatoes. Per, per calorie I'm, I'm assuming probably um, oh it must be must be it must be In, it must be a class as some sort of super grain super food right which is yeah the <laughs> super grain super food, a little bit strange isn't it that whole kind of uh, bandwidth um, ridiculous yeah Absolutely ridiculous. The five two is is crazy. Just um, that whole
1: thing of like, again, it's like now he's irrelevant. So we've got to revamp the diet because it's January. Revamp, revamp the diet. He not made enough money to start that revamp the diet. That shouldn't be <laughs> how diets work. I don't revamp my diet every January that I work with people with. No, I just help them with what they're doing. Like it's, it's just this whole thing of like people don't need a plan. They need a coach. You don't need a diet plan. You don't need a fucking diet specific plans, diet plan. Yeah, but it's just like. It. That just means you everything,
0: everything you've written or you'll can, you're read, you're going to follow exactly the instructions. You're not. Exactly. No. You need to be you're told not, what to a, do. That's the thing. You're
1: a human being. You're a human being that is run runs on emotions. You need someone to help you deal with, not deal with those emotions, but your reaction to those emotions. Because most people, when they get emotional, reach for food. That's not like the normal reaction you should have. You should need to look at, Working on that and work on your triggers, work on what happens when you're stressed, you're upset, you're happy. Like think about all the times previously, right? Whenever you're stressed, you're unhappy, you're sad, you're upset, you're elated, whatever it is. How many times in those things, when they happen do people go, let's go drink, let's go eat yeah exactly. you're constantly constantly reinforcing that thing of emotional response to food and then wonder why you can't stick to diet plan when it's your time of the month well yeah because you're emotional and there's hormones and you need someone to help you through that who tell who tells you it's okay to have some chocolate during that time with you know within these calories bump your calories up during this time because you know it's really really hard you're really really stressed i had a client the other day messaged me and he was like I had a really bad day uh he's like i've not eaten anything all day i've just been and drank and I was like, waiting for it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I found out my best mate's really sick. He's got cancer. And I said to him, I said, don't worry about it. Like literally what, what, what do you want me to say? Oh, you didn't stick to your diet plan. Fucking hell you're a failure. No, like, that's horrific <laughs> yeah. news. And I said to him, I said, look, I said, just don't have two bad days in a row. Let's just make sure tomorrow is a good day. And it, it's that, that you need help with. It's not, oh yeah, just cut out your, uh, your potatoes and just make sure you have bulgur wheat <laughs> ridiculous just ridiculous i just find it baffling like that these people still get away with it and it's this whole industry it just preys on people's uh, i don't even i don't even know where to start but it's that whole like oh i've got a diet plan that i did and it worked for me so here's you here you do it no no Just because you couldn't have two days a week, 500 calories, Michael Mosley, because you're so fucking busy all day doing your work on TV and looking pretty with all your makeup on on TV. Not everyone (laughs) has that life. It's just, I just find it really odd. Like so many of my clients, they have the same basic underlying principles of what they do, but they all go about it very, very different ways. You can't package up what I give my clients. You can't because there's so many, it depends. It depends in everything you do. That these diet plans and stuff are just made by charlatans again like that's that's what they are they're just they're just con men they're con men for want of a better term they're just con men that's
0: women. the thing like, like yeah unless unless when you buy this book you're literally getting some time with michael mosley who's going to be able to coach you through those things but like you said all the underlying principles are the same if you were to come to me and dan you're going to do that five two maybe we would be like all right if that's that's really, really what you want to do, but we've got to pick up the pieces in terms of when we've got to coach you through it. You're probably going to fall off the wagon, that kind of thing. You're going to need help. What is buckwheat, Dan? We need to research this together so I can cook it, all that kind of stuff. So that's 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 the thing, I think. Um, and it kind of, that, that comes around really nicely when you said that, that everybody got the same underlying thing, but you need to tell them how to do that. Maybe go that way, go that way, because everybody needs a coach at some point to get to where same they want to be
1: same with, <laughs> same with training right i'm sure i'm sure every single one of your clients squat how they squat depends on them I'm sure every single oh, one of them yeah. deadlifts or picture off the floor how they do that is different for them it's the same thing that's what i talk about when i say protein and veggies right that's a squat and a deadlift how you go about that if you're vegetarian you're obviously not gonna eat meat right all that sort of stuff there's those variations in it but it's this whole thing about people just people like this just make dieting such a chore they make it such a fucking nightmare for people. It doesn't need yeah. to be. It really doesn't need doesn't. to be, but they make it yeah. as hard as possible. You have to shop in certain sections of the supermarket. <laughs> you can't have this. You're gonna cook everything from scratch. You got to... no, you don't. People make it far too hard, they make it really inaccessible for people. And it puts up loads of barriers. It's just fucking stupid. The yeah, diet it's... is reported to work due to the intermittent fasting part of it. No, no, no. Yeah. The diet works. <laughs> it's food.
0: Stupid. But for two days, anyway, you're eating as much as possible in the others, so you could offset it. It would be hard to offset, but you could. It's f- like physically possible. All right. Just winds me up. I can't. I
1: just gonna get wound up talking about it. Winds down. Up. You can probably see his. Uh, you went ranting.
0: <laughs>
1: it's just let's, like, let's, but- let's
0: bring it to a close there, Dan. Before um, you uh, you lose your sleep about it. <laughs> All right, nice, nice quick one because uh, it's, it's half past 10 in Dan's world. And uh, he's it good is. advice. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> All right, any other business, mate? Not for me, no, 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 no not for me. Obviously, yeah, like we said, reach out if you want coaching, absolutely fine. Um, if you just want programs, I'm sure there's stuff out, out there as well. So um, there's nothing else happening. I feel like I'm forgetting something in terms of products or something that's possibly coming out, but I don't really know. I know Spotify, you can now rate podcasts. So do that, please. Oh, um, go do that. I know. Uh, so I've already done it on the uh, Push for one. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> just so I was, just have to be up because there was like obviously no rating, could Spotify just kind of snuck it in there. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, we've got five stars now. <laughs> Which, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't really say how many so i don't really know i don't know whether there has to be an amount um for it to show um so interesting but go do that obviously uh, if you can wonderful daniel all right uh thanks for listening guys and we will catch up with you next week see you later